Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for July 13th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And if you go to the blog right now, there's two videos up. Asuka versus James Ellsworth Lumberjill match from Tuesday Smackdown. And uh, from NXT, Kyrie Sane versus Vanessa Bourne. Um, I was going to try and do a podcast on those yesterday, but the uh, NXT match didn't go up till later in the day, so I wasn't able to put it on my blog until last night. Okay, so let's talk first about Asuka versus James Ellsworth, which uh, G- SmackDown GM Page made the match to keep Ellsworth from running, so the entire SmackDown women's roster surrounded the ring. When all the women surrounding the ring have in common is they don't like Ellsworth very much. They hate him. So he tried to run. They wouldn't allow it until they started fighting each other. Uh, he used that distraction to escape up the ramp until Becky Lynch and Naomi dragged him back to the ring. Asuka ended all this foolishness when her leap from the top rope to the floor took everyone out. <laughs> she, she didn't look very comfortable up there. She, it's not something she normally does. Carmella used this distraction to hand Ellsworth hairspray to blind Asuka, but he messes up and she puts him in the Asuka lock for the win. Carmella tries to attack Asuka afterwards, but when Asuka kicks her ass, Ellsworth distracts Asuka enough to blind her with the hairspray and Carmella hits a super kick. Then Paige finds Carmella and Ellsworth backstage and tells them that on Sunday, Ellsworth would be suspended above the ring in a shark cage. I told you last week they would do that. Now, that's not going to prevent shenanigans from happening, but this angle has probably gone as far as it can go. It's time for a title change and for Ellsworth to get the heave-ho. He has a very short shelf life. Even Carmella can't hide her disgust for Ellsworth. And his cluelessness seems to be funny only to Vince. Of course, this angle has been a waste of Asuka's considerable talent, but to her credit, she has played it straight. She hasn't tried to be funny, so I don't think it has hurt her. But she needs to get back to serious ass-kicking, hopefully this Sunday at Extreme Rules. Now, uh, this week's NXT had Kyrie Sane versus Vanessa Bourne. Uh, if you're not familiar with Vanessa, she is 30-year-old Danielle Camella from Scottsdale, Arizona. She was a dancer for the Phoenix Suns and I think for the Arizona Cardinals as well before coming to the WWE two years ago. Uh, her only win so far was at last year's Mae Young Classic. Similar to Lacey Evans, uh, she is at a certain skill level and like, you know, she has to either improve drastically or she's not going to make it. They're trying, as with Lacey, they're trying to turn her into a, a cocky heel. Now, Kyrie beat her in April, but Vanessa called her out recently. And so Kyrie uh, decided to have a match with her. Now, the match is very similar to Kyrie's matches with Lacey. Commentary tries to put Vanessa over as improved as they did with Lacey. But it's obvious that Kyrie makes her look much better than she is. So Kyrie, you know, she has a lot of uh, uh, wrestle, wrestling ability, but her big skills are her selling offense and her uh, dramatic comebacks, especially facial expressions and things like that. And, you know, she comes across like the plucky underdog and all that. And fans love that. So the kind of things that Kyrie does really well are the kind of things that Vanessa needs to work on. Okay. Now at first, Kyrie takes a beating and then she hurts her back, but then she has her big comeback and the crowd gets fired up and she doesn't use the elbow drop. She has a new finisher. It's a double toe hold that bridges into a submission she calls the anchor. So it's the first time she's used it on TV. She's been doing it at house shows. 
Afterwards, she cuts a promo on Shayna Baszler. Uh, Kyrie says she beat Shayna before and she will do it again and again and again. And the crowd starts chanting again. Now, Kyrie has the crowd in the palm of her hand. So next week, we'll see a four-way match with Kyrie, Nikki Cross, Candice LeRae, and Bianca Belair. And the uh, winner gets a title shot at, uh, in, at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Okay, one other WWE thing. There was a uh, report a couple of days ago that high-ranking officials are discussing doing a women's-only show uh, this fall in response to the women not being allowed on the Saudi Arabian show. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the answer to Saudi Arabia is you don't do business with them. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised that it's, it, it's being discussed. My first thought when... Uh, I heard about this was, I wonder if Vince is aware of it, you know, because I don't know if he would do it, all right? It's one thing for Triple H to discuss it with, uh, with uh, Stephanie and uh, uh, Mark Carano and, uh, you know, Fit Finley, Adam Pierce, Sarah Amato, Sarah Stock. It's another thing to get Vince and Kevin Dunn to agree to it. So I have my doubts, but one never knows. Okay, now let's move on to UFC Fight Night 133, which is at the Century Rink Link Arena in Boise, Idaho, tomorrow night. Uh, there's three, this airs on Fox Sports 1 and TSN in Canada. There are three women's matches on the show. One is on the main card. It is Kat Zingano versus Marion Renault at Bantamweight. Kat, of course, is a former title contender, but uh, she hasn't won a fight in four years, okay? And she's had serious injuries, including a... Uh, reconstructive knee surgery, and she's had some other injuries as well. Uh, she's now uh, 36 years old. She trains now, uh, she's from Colorado, but she trains now at uh, Alliance in San Diego, like a lot of women fighters train there. Um, so she was, a, at one time, a very good fighter, but, you know, father time is catching up to her. And, uh, you know, she didn't look very good in her last fight when she lost to Ketlin Vieira. So, you know, if she doesn't look good here, maybe it's time to go. You know, it would be, you know, Father Time always wins these battles. Now, Marion's even older than Kat. Marion is 41 years old. And, um, you know, she came into the UFC as a late replacement. She's from Vizalia, California. She's a school teacher in her day job. Now, her record is 9-3-1. She's actually won her last two fights in a row. Uh, she actually looked very good in her last fight. But uh, my problem with her is basically she's inconsistent and she's 41 years old. So again, at some point, Father Time is going to catch up to her. Uh, but if she wins this fight, she could be in line for a title shot. I mean, you never know. The other two women's fights are on the Fight Pass prelims. The first one is at Flyweight. It is Liz Carmouche versus Jennifer Maya. Uh, Liz Carmouche, of course, is best known as... Uh, she had the first bantamweight title match against Ronda Rousey. She's now 34 years old. Her record is 11 and 6. She trains with Manny Hernandez in San Diego. Um, you know, she was a uh, bantamweight and she moved down to flyweight. She had her first flyweight bout uh, a few months ago against uh, Alexis Davis. Neither of them looked very good. Uh, I have never thought that Liz Carmouche was an elite fighter to begin with. And then, you know, she's had a lot of injuries. And I, I think uh, it's coming to a point where the injuries have slowed her down quite a bit. And you could see that noticeably in the fight against uh, Alexis. And so you have to wonder if she's at the end of her run as well. 
Uh, Jennifer Maya is making her UFC debut. Uh, most fans will be familiar with her from Invicta. She was the Invicta flyweight champ recently. Uh, she is 29 years old from Curitiba, Brazil. And of course, she trains at the famed Shootbox Academy. Uh, her record is 15-4-1. So if she trains at Shootbox, you might think that she fights like Chris Cyber. Nope. And that's because Jennifer doesn't fight that, the Shootbox style. She's a boxer. And that's how she fights MMA. She really uh, has no ground game to speak of. I don't think I've ever seen her go for a takedown. And she doesn't even really do kickboxing. She's basically a puncher. She's not a hard puncher. And so what does that make her? A points fighter. Well, there you go. So if she wins this fight, it's going to be based on quantity. Okay? Uh, she doesn't have any power. So I, I don't think that she's ever knocked anyone out. I mean, I, not that I'm aware of. And so... I think she's overrated personally, okay? Uh, she just is one-dimensional. She doesn't do enough uh, things to uh, be anything more than a one-dimensional striker. And, uh, you know, uh, I just think she's overrated. The other, uh, the other uh, fight pass uh, prelim on this show is at uh, strawweight. It is Jessica Aguilar versus Jody Escabel. This is the fight that was supposed to happen in uh, uh, Utica last month. And it got squashed by the New York State Athletic Commission because Jessica had chapped lips. You know, yeah, I know. It's a little weird. So they've rescheduled it for this show. Jessica is a once elite fighter who uh, has not had a very good run in the UFC. And she's also had serious injuries. She had a broken foot. She had knee surgery. So at her age, she's uh, 36 years old. She trains at American Top Team, of course. In Florida, it may be, she may be on her last legs as an MMA fighter. And if she loses this fight, that could be it. You know, uh, well, that's what can you do, right? Now, her opponent here is Jody Escabel, who I think most fans uh, know from Invicta. Uh, she trains. She's uh, 29 years old, and she trains at uh, Jackson Wink in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, She's basically a points fighter. She always has been. She was in tough 23, but uh, the UFC brought her in as a late replacement last fall, and she lost by unanimous decision to Karolina Kowalkiewicz. Uh, the bottom line is that she's uh, basically a points fighter. Uh, it would not shock me if she won this fight by unanimous decision, but uh, like I said, um, it really depends a lot on what Jessica does, and... Um, like I said, those fights are tomorrow night. Uh, the first, the, the two fights are on Fight Pass. The other fight is on Fox Sports 1. Okay, got a couple of fight announcements from Japan. Uh, first of all, Deep Jewels has announced that Deep Jewels 21 will be September 16th at Shinjuku Face. The main event hasn't been announced yet, but three matches were announced yesterday uh, for the show. Uh, they've also called for amateur fighter applications, which means I think they're trying to fill up the show with amateur fights. Now, all three of these matches are at atom weight, and all are scheduled for two five-minute rounds. Um, Nanaka Kawamura will face Yuko Kuryu. 22-year-old uh, Nanaka is from the popular idol group Masked Woman. Uh, obviously, Deep Jewels is desperately trying to turn her into a fighter because she's already a celebrity. So far, she's one and one. She won her last fight in June over Momoko Yamazaki. That would be good news, except Momoko is not really a pro fighter. She's a club hostess who was making her pro debut after some amateur fights. I guess Deep Jules was thinking that an easy win will give Momoko, Momoko confidence 
and uh, maybe she can go on a run. Now, Yuko Kuryu is 30 years old. She trains at Brave, and she is a 6-6 six six record. So, you know, the record tells you all you need to know. Her last win was at the March Deep Jewels show over Tomomi Suda, who was making her MMA debut at age 39. So she hasn't beaten anybody really good. Uh, you know, she's a low-level fighter. Uh, she's actually attractive, but, you know, uh, I guess they're thinking that uh, it might be an easy win. I mean, look, if... Momo, if, if uh, um, uh, Nanaka loses, you know, maybe she shouldn't be a fighter, right? Okay, so the second fight is Tomo Maisawa uh, facing Park Jung-un. Uh, Tomo is 30 years old. Her record is 10 and 8. She's a deep jewels regular. She seems to alternate wins and losses. Her last fight was a win at the March Deep Jewels show over Yuko Saito, who is an older fighter with a 2-1 record. Uh, Park may have some potential. I mean, she's 21 years old from Korea with a 4-3-1 record. Like a lot of Koreans, she's primarily a kickboxer, but she made her deep jewels debut in March with a win over Emi Tomomatsu. Uh, she has also fought for Road FC. Uh, so, you know, she's young enough that she might be a half-decent fighter. Who knows? This will, uh, this, uh, so you never know, right? Uh, the other fight is um, Emi, Emi Sato against Mizuki Farus. Uh, Deep Jewels like to do these old young fights. So you got Emmy is 37 years old. Her record is three and two. All three of her wins were over winless fighters. Uh, she has fought for Shudo and Deep. I believe this is her Deep Jewels debut. Mizuki Furus is 17 years old from Kanagawa, Japan. She's a high school student. She has a two, four, and one record. I mean, they want to encourage her because she's a young fighter, but gosh, she has to beat someone to move up, and she hasn't done that. So all three of these fights will be on the prelims. Uh, stay tuned for further announcements from Deep Jewels. Okay, the other announcement was from Deep. Deep has announced a couple of women's fights uh, for Deep 85 Impact, August 26th at Carcoon Hall. Uh, both of these fights are at Adam Waite, scheduled for two five-minute rounds. Now, I don't know why these are on Deep, a Deep show instead of Deep Jewels, except that I have said for a couple of years that Deep Jewels should close and they should just fold the women into Deep. I don't see the need for deep jewels when the talent level is so low, all right? So in one, uh, in the first fight, Sarami will face Alyssa Garcia. Now, Sarami is 28 years old from Toyama. Her record is 11 and 10. She's been a deep jewels record regular since 2012. At one point, she was thought to have some potential, uh, but I don't think that's true anymore. Her last fight was actually a title shot. She lost to uh, Mina Karobe. Uh, for the Deep Jewels Atomweight Championship. You know, she beat Tomo Maisawa to get the title shot. Neither of them are really good enough to get a title shot. It just, again, it speaks to the low talent level, all right? So she's nothing special, all right? Alyssa Garcia is 24 years old from Whittier, California. She's a Josh Barnett trainee. Her record is three and five. Her claim to fame is she beat Ryzen Atomweight tournament winner Kana Asakura at the December 2016 Ryzen show. Okay, then she lost in the first round of the Ryzen Atomweight Tournament. And then most recently, she lost to Ayaka Hamazaki. So Ryzen probably wants to rematch Alyssa with Kana. But if she keeps losing, I, you know, they can't do that. So I guess they're crossing their fingers, okay, that she wins. And then they can rematch her with, with uh, uh, Kana, all right? So the other fight is uh, also Adam Waite, Emi Tomomatsu 
versus uh, Sai Wu Park. Emmy is 36 years old. She's been a fighter since she's 2006. She was a pro wrestler before that. Her record is 13 and 13. Her last fight was a loss to Park Young Un on the June Deep Jewel Show. Look, please retire. <laughs> now, nah, I mean, she's just awful. You know, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Her opponent is a Korean kickboxer who lost both her MMA fights. So you have a fighter who should retire against a kickboxer who shouldn't be a fighter. It's just a time filler. I mean, a waste of time. So anyways, that's about it for today. Uh, I will be back on Sunday with a review of the uh, UFC Fight Night 133. Oh, eh, never mind. Anyway, um, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, you can uh, leave a message on my blog. You, you can leave a message on my blog if you have any questions. I'll be more than happy to answer them. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast at um, uh, Google Play Music, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Oh, before I forget, there's a... Uh, Bellator show on tonight on the Paramount Network. The main event will have Julia Budd defending her uh, welterweight championship against Talita Noguera. Um, I'm not a big fan of Julia Budd. She's primarily a one-dimensional kickboxer. It just shows you, you know, she's a champ. What are the rest of them like, you know? Talita Noguera is somebody who I would have thought at one time could be champ, but unfortunately she had uh, knee surgery uh, a couple of years back. And I don't know if she's got it anymore, if you catch my drift. So uh, I don't know what kind of fight it'll be. That's on tonight on the Paramount Network at 9 p.m. So don't forget to check that out and also the UFC show tomorrow night. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Sunday.